Alrighty then. Welcome. No, no, I gotta wait. My thing hasn't loaded yet. The little intro that I read off of. I had to wait for it to load. Ba 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 ba. This is the temporary theme song for the media lunch break. I love these little cold open moments that we have, Andrew. I always pick good ones yeah, that you make really you do. look just absolutely, absolutely incompetent. Yeah. I, I'm starting to think that I subconsciously am trying to make myself look stupid just to give us a cold open. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Chris. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, everybody, where we give you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time that it takes to eat a good sandwich and maybe have a nice Cobb salad. I'm Chris Trebel, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Hi. See, I put that in because I've noticed in the intro as of late, the, uh, all I've said are pastries. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Let's go a little health conscious. Diversify? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Let's reach out to the to the vegetarians in the audience. Cobb salad has bacon in it. So, this is episode 4.2. This is a, the second half of the... <laughs> Uh, consciously or unconsciously Um, this is the second part of our episode Um, if you want to uh, listen to the first part where we covered some of the news of the week uh, you can go ahead and go to to iTunes iTunes. god damn it my god this is just a fucking wreck you can go to iTunes, listen to that, download that. You also don't need to in order to watch this to listen. No, to this. you can go to YouTube. You can go to SoundCloud. Well, no, no. I, I was saying you don't. You don't need to listen to the one before this to listen to this. I don't no, you don't. You don't. I'm just trying this. to. All right, yeah. But you much. should listen to as many as you can. Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, so, what are we talking about today, Andrew? Uh, we're talking about a little show that I've been trying to get you to watch for a while yes, called Stranger have. Things. Yes. And you somehow didn't wait for me to assign it for you. Nope. You I was s- like, I am going to see it. Well, you were... Of your own volition. Um, I saw this online. I was like, oh, that looks like something that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Then you were like, hey, have you seen this? I was like, no, I haven't. You were like, you need to see this. Very good. And then someone completely unrelated, like totally not nerdy at all, came to me and was like, have you watched this? And I was like, no, I have not. And they're like, I don't understand how you of all people have not watched this. And I was like, okay, now I need to make a point. So a normie told you about it and you're like, <clears throat> yeah. well, this is awful then. I'm yeah, one of the straights told me. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta check this thing out. <laughs> um, what did you think of Stranger Things? It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. It's really, really fucking good. All right, next thing. Well, um, let's do. Let's do this. There's What's so many... the show about? Man, that is a good question. Uh, the show opens with a group of four kids who are very nerdy in a time when it was not a good idea to be. <laughs> uh, somewhere between 1940 and 2016. Right. Right. Uh, I believe it's the 80s. I think this is 1980. Five. Somewhere around there. 84, yeah. 85. Um, first of all, the, the costumes and set pieces are just yes, uh, astonishing. Um, so they they uh, are playing some version of either Dungeons and Dragons or some knockoff. Yep. And uh, one of the boys, <clears throat> they, they start to ride home and one of the boys all of a sudden goes missing. Mm-hmm. And um, it is now up to this town, this podunk backwoods little town to find this boy. It should be very simple. He's probably just playing in the woods somewhere. Uh, and yet they start to uncover mystery after mystery after, after mystery, mystery, and eventually it starts to take on this otherworldly nature. Yeah. Um, it, the whole thing that I think caught the zeitgeist mm. about it is that uh, it also very much feels 
like uh, an 80s movie. Feels very much like a Stephen King. Yeah, it feels... Well, it, that's the thing, is that it has it has a couple of different things going for it, yeah. a couple of different genres kind of mm-hmm. going for it. It feels like a Stephen King uh, story. It feels like an old 80s movie that you didn't even know existed, that you yeah. found somewhere. It's got some John Hughes elements it's in it. It's got some John Hughes... I would even say it has some John Carpenter oh, sure. to it yeah. as well. All the other Johns. Uh, all the other Johns. Uh, John Candy uh, <laughs> makes an appearance. Oh, God. Yeah. Um... No, but it's it's really phenomenal in what the Duffer brothers uh, pulled off with this. I I can't like kind of um, emphasize how how fascinated I was by yeah. by this. I st- when you start this, it's really really good. Well, and uh, specifically, the reason it feels so much like a Stephen King movie to me is because Stephen King's movies are notoriously low budget. Like, you yes. look at something like like It, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I can't speak on precisely how much money was spent, you know, how much actual currency was spent during the making of that film. Right. But it feels very low budget. Right. They have very... There's very little CGI. There's a lot of real practical effects. Right. Um, and people just seem to be wearing their normal clothes. It's yeah. that sort of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stranger Things very much feels like that. The, the it does. budget seems very small. It's a bunch of no-name actors. Right. Uh, and... Um, What's her face? Winona, Winona Ryder, Ryder. Who's excellent. And Matthew Modine. So He's you also, have that kind of, well, again. Matthew Modine is, is sort of a B-list. Right. But what I was going to say is, again, you cut, to kind of harken back to to that 80s yes. feel to it. Mm-hmm. You pull in yeah. two 80s. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say icons. I especially mean, were, with Winona, Winona they Ryder. They were certainly at their peak. In yeah. The in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are great little. And they're not even like. They're they're not even like cameos where it's like no. oh that person was big in the like yeah. they have substantial parts in this yeah. and Winona really Ryder, good parts. Winona Ryder knocks it out. She's of great in this as the mom and Matthew Modine is it's great. Who oh, by God. the way like I'm pretty sure, in all honesty, in the entire series you could count like all of his lines on like two hands. It's possible. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean he. You know, it's funny. Because he doesn't speak for, like, the first, like, four episodes. Well, and it's funny, you know, uh, Mad Max was extremely critically acclaimed. Yeah. I didn't like it very much, and I felt like Tom Hardy didn't do a very good job in it. Right. Um, and many people tried to explain to me, oh, it's not what he's saying, you know, it's right, what he's right. not saying. Look at that acting, and right, it just right. didn't do it for me. This guy gets it. He does. He, he, is, a, he is a stoic, yep. cold yep. man who's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. And it, they do a great job of not adding in people talking to themselves when they're alone or, you know, it, right. it never feels like they're saying something that these people wouldn't say. Yes, that's absolutely true. I think, um, uh, where do I want to go, go with this? I, again, I, I'm, and I'm not trying to like harp on this, but I think the thing that attracted me to it within the first, by the way, first of all, it's eight episodes long. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh my god, I because totally it's, forgot. It's eight episodes long. Normally, a Netflix show is thirteen. Well, and you can tell that they've been listening as well because I, I remember a lot of uh, a lot of people had a problem with how long Daredevil was. Right. Uh, it felt like it should have been it eight pretty episodes much, long. Pretty much every. I, I would. I would actually venture to say all of the Netflix shows that I've seen so mm. far, which is both seasons of Daredevil, sure. Jessica Jones, all seasons of House of Cards. I'm in the okay. middle of the of the. What are we on now? The fourth season of House of Cards, I, I think. Um, but they all kind of suffer from the 
like the episode nine lag. Okay. Where like it starts off really good and you set up what your whole plot line throughout the season is going to be and you really launch into it. Then you had a couple episodes where you're like, we got to stretch this a little yeah. bit. We want to get into exposition and we want to get into character development. And then we're going to really rope it in at the end. And well, the last episodes are great. Mm-hmm. But you're like, eh, you kind of question, do I want to keep going with this around like episode eight, nine, maybe well, ten? This might be specifically a superhero thing as well. Now, to be honest, <clears throat> to, to, to counter what you said, I definitely felt it with both Daredevil seasons, but I didn't feel it, I, maybe occasionally with Jessica Jones, but for right. the most part, I felt like that was really solid. Everything was pretty, pretty well packed. They kept it, yeah. But to be honest, and we'll talk about this more when we do an episode on The Flash after I get caught up. Right. The Flash really feels like, there are times where I'm just like... Come on, let's come on, let's get to the stuff. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they are adhering to a different structure, mm-hmm. you know? And they are they are still kind of banking on the fact that you're not binge-watching this. Yeah. which I um, am. Which, <laughs> which I don't know why any shows do yeah. anymore anyway. But, um, but so they do, you know, they're trying to work the best that they can. Yeah. But this felt so tight. There were, I mean... So comfortable. Yeah. You got in... You did the thing, mm-hmm. you you know, and then right, there was maybe like a half an hour, which is literally a half an episode, where I went, how much longer is this going to go? And, it, then it, and then it spins, and you're like, okay, great, we're back. Do you remember what episode it was? I want to say it was around f- five or okay. six. I had that on the third episode. It was much more romantic, and I was like, I don't What happens in the... Th- do you remember it's, what happens it's, in the third It's the episode? one where... Um, where they... By the way, spoilers just throw out. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, if you good. haven't seen it, then why... The whole show, this whole episode, we're talking about Stranger Things. So if you haven't seen Stranger Things, don't listen to this episode. Go or, watch Stranger or Things. Or do it so Or you... do and so you know what's going in. But yeah, if yeah. You're, so if you, if you're don't have... be pissed at me if you're Look, an idiot. If you've got a cocktail party to go to later tonight and you don't have enough time to watch eight episodes of Stranger okay. Things, listen to us talk about it and then you'll have stuff to talk about. But you can nod your head. if you have a cocktail party to go to and you haven't seen Stranger Things, just watch Stranger Things. Don't go to the cocktail party because you're. Not, it's yep. not worth going to the That's party. That's true. Socializing. Wouldn't recommend it. I don't. I'm not for it. Five out of five would not recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes. Yeah, spoilers, 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 as you always say. Yeah. Uh, so episode three is the is the one where the girl and the guy finally do it. Oh, and It's, it's yeah. very much about like, don't That's talk what, to me, mom. You yeah. don't know what I'm going that, through. That ends like, with Barb. Uh, that ends with Barb. It starts with Barb. Actually, it and I it opens before the opening credits. I was like, "Yeah, oh, the here we go!" Falling out of the pool. Yeah, that's, and it that, just that's rips her third down. episode. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, that's what I mean. It is so tightly done yeah. that there was. I think I'm trying to think when it what exactly it was. At some point, I was like, "What the fuck's going on with Eleven? Like, let's just explain." Oh, it sure. And then they started to really explain it, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Yes, now." Well, I'm and this it. show does something um, that I, I, I generally consider very bold, but usually a bad choice. Right. Um, and it's something that another unpopular opinion that I have is I didn't like Lost or any of the seasons of Heroes that I watched. Okay. Um, and part of that was because from the first or second episode of both shows, mm-hmm. I could tell they were answering one question and asking two more. Right. And by the time we made it through the first season, I was like, "They're." never going to answer all these There's questions. There's no... They've, ans- they've asked so many questions. Right. And and people who followed both of those shows to the end ended up being incredibly disappointed because their questions never got answered. Right. Uh, this is a show that does that as well, but wraps everything, everything up. up. Because Heroes and Lost would both sort of have some generic... They would start big, right. answer one question at the very beginning, have a little bit of filler, and then the very end, the last five minutes, there'd be this crazy cliffhanger that makes you want to watch the next episode. Right. Stranger Things does that 
but the middle stuff is so, so good. good. It's yeah. so rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you watch the end and you're like, oh, you're like, I can't now stop I got now. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every moment is like a I can't stop now kind yeah. of thing. It is. You're, rich is like the best. Yeah. Um, they got... Again, the thing I love about this is they got the tone of it so right. And for me... All right, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to answer it in the same same thing. But I do actually want your answer to the question. I expect nothing less. Um, uh, And that is... What makes like a quintessential '80s movie? You know what I mean, like yeah. because that it felt it so much had that feeling to it, um, and for me, the devil was in the details. Yeah, like if you notice, um, I, I mean, obviously, what everyone says is the music, which is true, and that I will compliment them that, and it's good, and it's, it, it's a great soundtrack. It's a great but I don't soundtrack. Know that that's what, but did it? It was like it wasn't overly done. It wasn't overly like. Hammered like we're using synthesizer because we don't feel. Well, like I would it. say too. Guardians of the Galaxy had a great '70s soundtrack. Right, it was not a '70s movie. Right, right, right. But so it's it's even. I thought it went even smaller than that. Um, shot composition made yep. it feel like an '80s movie. Yep. Um, there's from, from the opening title. Sequence, from the opening title sequence. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, uh, that's the other thing is obviously everyone will immediately say oh, the opening title sequence with the they went in and actually put grain into the yeah. title, which was great. And the credits, though, it has mm-hmm. that like kind of off yep. fade to it and things like that. But even if you notice when they so you have the title sequence and then it goes into the first shot. Yep. It starts. It always starts with like a long kind of quiet establishing shot mm-hmm. which is so 80s yeah maybe from above yeah or watching a car go somewhere or watching and that was the other thing that combines with that is that there's always some sort of very real activity going on yeah like the 80s when you watch an 80s movie to me what i and and it'll even reach back into the 70s like especially when you get with like a spielberg or something like mm-hmm. that that kind of ushered in that era of movie making that a lot of people took their cue off of in sure. the 80s. Yeah. There's so, there's little there's always sound, there's always activity, there's oh, always yeah, something yeah, yeah. going sure. on. You know, there's always a radio playing. There's always mm-hmm. for me when I really when it really hit home was in the first episode when Hooper the sheriff he walks into the the police station the first time and there's that tracking shot of him following Oh around yeah, the, it's almost it's, it's almost Sorkin-esque. But it is almost Sorkin-esque. <laughs> yeah, but there's like no there's typing going on, yes. there's people talking going on. Yes. He's talking to the um mm-hmm. To the secretary yep. about contemplate, but he's like picks up a donut and just eats it. Well, it's and interesting just because what it actually is is we're watching something that takes place after Sorkin's prime, right? That is inspired directly by the influences Influence that of, made and Sorkin. Sorkin, but and w- which probably also inspired. So, like, it's a weird yeah, it's loop a of that sort of thing. But that scene, I was like, that feels so '80s, and it, for me, it got me thinking, like, why does it feel so '80s? And it's because it's always busy because something's there's, happening. There's always something happening. When Eleven walks into the diner, yep. There's a radio playing in yep. the background. Um, there are people talking. Or there's people eating. talking yeah. or things like that. Um, the other thing that I love is, and again, that makes it feel so 80s, is um, real world references that I think we don't do anymore. Like what? Um, again, devil is in the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, real songs actually playing on oh, radios. Oh, yeah, sure. Real songs actually playing on radios. Uh, uh, the, the Clash, I believe, the makes Clash a very big The Clash is a very impact. B- big impact in that. Yeah. Um, but also... 
there are two movie posters mm. in the bedroom, in the the basement in oh, the bedroom. Yeah, well, Evil Dead. Sure. And the thing. Yeah, the thing is. Like, and huge. in the sister's bedroom, there's a Tom Cruise poster. Oh right. Which. Again, in movies today, I don't think you would have. Like, no. they don't ever just put... No. Slap someone. I think they're worried it'll take you out of it. It'll take you out of it. When in Whereas reality, it just brings you it in. Br- it puts you in more... It makes it feel like it's a real thing. Yeah. And the third thing that makes it feel like an 80s movie, and the thing that I think I love the most about it, is that this doesn't feel like a town that's been constructed for a movie. It's not perfectly laid out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you drive to the supermarket and the supermarket is, uh, you know, off the road in, in front of a large parking lot or something like that. Like, the kid rides his bike out of his house, mm-hmm. down the street, and then the supermarket is, like, down a hill off yeah. the road. Off a th- It feels like they went to a town. Yeah. They went, the way that they used to make movies in the 80s and the 70s is, again, this is a 70s reference, but, like, when they went, when they made Jaws... Sure. They went to a town and they spent the summer in that town making Jaws. They just yeah. went around town right. to different locations, made the movie, and that's Jaws. Those movies right. that were so influential in the 70s were influential because they were the first ones to do that. And they were indicative of the movies that would come to be in the 80s. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I just love that lived-in feeling of yeah. and everything I watched, everything I saw just just felt like that. Just yeah. the little... The little Again, the feeling like we didn't construct this town. We didn't shoot for three weeks in uh, California yeah. and then we went to Turkey Correct. for three weeks and then we went to, you know what I mean? Yep. It was like we found a town. All seems to, you know, they got, it has a school, it has a supermarket, it has some houses. It all looks residential enough. We can, you know, we're going to just shoot in every location we can in this town and then get out. Um, it feels like a real town that it I can does, visit. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I just answered my own question, I'll kind of pose it to you. Like, what feels like an when you even not even just for Stranger Things, but when you kind of see an '80s movie, like what makes it feel? Is there anything specific that like makes it feel '80s to sure, you? Sure, yeah. I mean, there are specific things that I think Stranger Things really hits home in that regard. Um, one of them that really stood out to me was being able to watch the show and say, "Wow, this acting is really bad, but it's so real." You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's something I'm usually pretty good at putting my finger on right, stuff like that. Right, right, but right. there's something that is so authentic about the things they're saying, and yet it's still terrible. It's one of those <laughs> things where it it feels old. It, it feels, feels like, like old hat. It feels like they they were like this is the script, but then like at the beginning and ending of all scenes. They just were like, eh, just keep rolling. Like, yeah. they just do something and we'll just keep rolling. Yeah. Like the the cafeteria scene where it's the the sister and mm-hmm. the and the kind of douchey boyfriend and yeah. the two douchey friends. Like, there's a moment going on. Again, this is kind of, yeah, this is very 80s. Like, there's a moment going on where she's looking at the, the loner kid. Yeah. She's behind the douchey couple. Yeah, sure. And so the douchey couple is like, doing something weird in the foreground yeah. and she, it's they didn't switch those two when, they didn't put her in front of the couple correct so you could clearly see her you gotta look past them right. and they're doing some weird thing and they're just you can tell they're just making this up yeah. like this isn't a choreographed or a blocked well there's, set of there's a lot of trust that has to happen uh, yeah. on the part of the director that first of all the actress will be interesting enough that the audience will be drawn look past to that person yeah, yeah. and there's you know i remember reading um I think it was called On Method Acting or something. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. whole chapter on this one guy 
who was in a crowd scene on stage. Right. And he was playing with a box of matches. Right. And all he was doing was opening it and closing it and sort of reading the box of matches. And the director had to tell him to stop because he was distracting. Everyone right. else is talking and throwing up a big fuss and he yeah. was just interested in what he was looking at. Right. And it just goes to show, and I think the 80s was a good time for playing around with that sort of thing. Yeah. Where as long as you are being authentic and yeah. really looking at what you're looking at and yeah. really trying to um, just be in the moment... Uh, you'll be what people look at. And those two douchey uh, friends are, are a great example, a great, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A great tool, right. no pun intended, yeah. to be able to uh, to use that because they're not. They're so outrageous. There's yes. nothing about them that feels real in yeah, the slightest. Yeah, yeah. They're very over the top, like yes. making fun of people. Yes. Um, and so you're, of course, going to be drawn to the authentic person in the background. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it also, and I think it also plays towards that, kind of feeling of the of the shoestring budget or the like let's get into this town and we'll shoot around and we'll just yeah. get out of you know we're gonna do a couple of takes yep and that's it that's all we got time to do that's yeah. all we got film to do that's all we can do we, yeah. we you know we're gonna do a couple of takes so make it good these are the lines this is what you want to do mm-hmm. you know you gotta be really really douchey in this do yep. whatever you gotta do to make it look douchey and yeah. then and then we're gonna get out of this yeah. you know whatever it is is what we got is that's what yeah we're gonna do seven takes and we gotta move on because yeah. we don't have money for well, this and speaking of bringing up the um, the douchey couple right um, another thing that makes this a very <laughs> now I spent more time talking about these two actors well no no oh, I could not I'm... name their character's name <laughs> if, I, if you put a I'm actually not going to talk about them, though, right. but it's a segue. Um, 80s archetypes. Yeah. These, I mean, yes. I, I started, ref- I don't know any of the characters' names. No. Because I just know them as Christian Slater. Right. And um, Crispin Glover. Right. And Molly Ringwald. Right. <laughs> you right. know, I, I just go, I have these people that I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's that one, that's that one, that's that one. Can we just talk about how the dad was the most 80s he was dad? Fantastic. It was great. Like he, I looked at him on screen and I started just laughing. His like glasses. I was like, my God, they just found. Yeah. A more the most '80s dad that the '80s ever had. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. He he clearly had just the, the clothes. Just the aloofness. He had more of the clothes yeah. than anyone the else. The glasses. They were great. Just were and like him. Just eating chicken. Yeah. Was like the most entertaining thing yeah, I've ever it's seen. Fantastic. It was so good. Some real great comedic moments in the show from him in particular, but <laughs> yeah, also but from like, uh, what? also from Matthew Modine. Yeah. Real, real great moment where he uh, he's trying to get past a guard, a security guard, and he's trying to talk his way out of it, and the guard calls him out on it, and he goes, Ugh, "Okay," and just punches him. Oh, the um, <laughs> uh, the uh, no, not Matthew Modine. The, oh no, the sheriff. Oh yeah, the sheriff. Yes, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, which um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in now. That guy whose name I want to say it's Josh something. What's the character name? Hooper. Hooper? David Harbour. I was way off in the Josh thing. Um, so David Harbour. What else has he been in? David Harbour. Um, he was on the newsroom. Oh. He was on... Oh, it's Jim Hopper. That's why I thought it was Josh. Oh, gotcha. It was a J name. Um, oh, it's he, Hopper, not Hooper. Did I, Have I been saying Hooper this whole yeah, time? Yeah, I did too. Oh, all right. You know him. Sorry, we'll just delete this episode. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, uh, David Harbour... He's been, like I said, oh, he was in Suicide Squad. He was one of the people at the Amanda Waller meeting. Oh, okay. Um, and sure. then he's the one who says the line about, what if Superman Oh, yeah, yeah, the dinner. Yeah. yeah um, he was on a couple episodes of Banshee. Like I said, he was on a bunch of episodes of the new Newsroom. Um, he was, uh, he's a Tony nominee for 
Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Wow. Yeah. Recently? Um, when was that? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. I think that's the oh, okay. one with... Um, what's his name? Tracy Letts was oh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's this guy who, like, he's been working a lot. You'll see him around a lot. Um, he's great. He's, he's one of the better so fantastic. I'm... He's probably the only one I would say it doesn't fall into that category of sort of shitty authentic acting. Yeah, he no, really he feels... really went for it. And he yeah. really... Um, and I will say this. I watched him in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And they have been they've been rumoring that they're going to relaunch... They want to redo Indiana Jones. And I think oh. he would be fucking fantastic. Think... I know his age. Mm-hmm. I know... But if they want to do, if a, you're going to redo it, yeah. But they're probably going to want to do a franchise, right? But this guy, he's only forty. He's in his like early forties. Okay, I mean, which gives terrible. him a much gravitas. Yeah, like, you can get three movies in. You could, yes, three or four. Um, but the other thing is, like, if you, you know, if they had kept going with the with the um, <laughs> just bug just tried to fly right in your eye. <laughs> um, if they kept going with after the original trilogy of yeah. Indiana Jones movies. Like, they could have still gotten, like, I would say six out of Harrison Ford before it really started to... Right, but that, I mean, the point was to pass the torch. Right. that last one. Right, no, I know, but I'm saying, they've been they've been saying instead of passing the torch, they want to just... They should, yeah. They do a redo. And I watched this guy, in that interrogation scene, when he's talking, oh, yeah. he is so Harrison Ford-esque. Yeah. Well, Go back and I, listen yeah. to it again. I, yeah, I Just the, the sound of his to. voice. I mean, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I mean, he, he he's just a little too old, but he is... I mean, you put a cowboy hat on him, and yeah. I, I could see it yeah. immediately. Put the, I'm, I'm telling you, he would be great, because he also strikes that great balance of, of intensity, yeah. but even... But kind of sense of humor that indiana jones has he's sort of our one of our last remaining actors of that type yeah he is he is kind of like a he's not a pretty boy he's not a pretty he's, he's handsome but in like a rugged way yeah. you in know sort of I mean? a weird way yeah yeah he's <laughs> in not the same way that harrison ford was exactly kind of he's a weird not perfect yeah. he's not perfect yeah um he's not like a channing tatum like right. everything on him is cut from exactly fucking marble or, or something whatever, yeah. um i i saw this and i was like yeah, that would be good. And if you're going to relaunch that franchise, yeah. don't do it with a Chris Pratt. Don't do it with yeah. someone who's so young that I don't believe he is the character that he is. Sure. Like, that's the thing about Indiana Jones that makes him great. This is a whole different topic now. But that's the thing about I Indiana suppose, Jones. I suppose, but in the first one, he was, he was a little young. He was, he was a little 30, young, 30 but something. you felt like he's been through some shit. Yeah. Well, you know yes, what I mean? Certainly. You get a guy like David Harbour, mm. who's like 40, what, 74 so he's, he's like, 74. No, he was born in 74. Oh. So he's like 42. Okay. So you put him on screen. He looks like he, you could, I believe he's been through some shit already. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, I can understand how that character is already fully formed from frame, from frame one. Yeah. Could be. Um, but I just thought he was great. I'm glad I, I've known about him for a little while now i had no idea who he was i've seen him i've show. just seen him in a bunch of different stuff like he'll just pop up yeah, and he, he's always good he he's knocks always out good of the and i'm so happy I, he was in like he just nailed this i really hope this this yeah. gets him I, I will say one of the one of the things <clears throat> i did not like about this show yeah was the return of the douchey boyfriend that felt so it out of did, place i will to say me. that yeah it did feel really like he's odd. such an asshole yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah. just like snuggling in sweaters in the christmas 
scene. Right. Yeah, so that weird. <sighs> okay, here's the thing about that ending though. Um where she snuggles up with him. Yeah. I feel like Nah, yeah, you're right. No, I just it was like cuz the other alternative feels like he she ends up with the weird guy. Which also Yeah, I would much rather she remain single at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's, I guess... I, I would much rather she be like, yo, my best friend just died. Right. I'm gonna need a minute. If if they're going for that whole kind of 80s feel, hmm. the, then that kind of goes along with it. It's like the girl ends up with a guy. No, that's true. I mean, but but that, you know, I would say that's one of the biggest flaws of the 80s. Like the John Hughes, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't pass the, is it the Bechtel test? test? Uh, the Bechtel mm. test, which is two women... You know, it's it's a test to see if it's well. It's not that kind of test. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, a test, it's a test. <laughs> yeah, to see, yeah. It's a test to see if it's progressive in a. In By the way, me getting excited about the prospect of two women. It's going to test the theory that we floated in the other half of the episode of my wife is never going to listen to this podcast. And if I come home randomly and she's just weirdly mad at me, but, it, well, it shows if, that she's listening. Eventually, to the there will just be an hour-long episode of me talking to myself with a hand puppet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. how you'll know. Yep. But uh, it's the Bechtel test—a test of are there two women in your movie or TV show or book mm-hmm. or anything? Mm-hmm. Do they talk to each other? Right. And do they talk to each <laughs> other about something other than a man, other than being in love with a man? What is the test? for? What it's is it's to see if it's progressive enough, basically, to exist in a modern world, or if it's oh, using women. There's there's more okay. to it too. Like there's a there's a question as well. That's can the female lead be replaced with a lamp, and will the story be the same? Yeah, Stuff yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think this passes. <laughs> um. In the in that instance of ending up with a guy, yeah, it doesn't. Well, pass. And there's only though there's, I would you there's can... only one woman for most of the show. I mean, other than like. So, like, there's, like, Sigourney... Oh, it's not Sigourney Weaver. There's Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder uh, and there's, you know, a couple of the other moms. Right. But they mostly don't talk to each other, and when they do, it's about a man. You know, the the, the girl talks to her mom, and it's yeah. basically about a boy. And, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was great in this. I did... The, the young the, girl. The sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was pretty good. Yeah, it was I, really I good. really liked, too, that they got a lot of weird-looking people. Her in particular. Right. She looks very strange. She does. She's not... I mean, she's pretty, but she's not, like... Well, they look like they, teenagers. They do. And they I was got, like, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this over the weekend, that I, I was like, what is it about an, an entire species of animal, human beings, right. that between the ages of, like, 11 and 14, right. everyone is either over or underweight? Yeah. <laughs> You know? yeah, 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 and every yeah, everyone looks goofy as hell in this yeah, they because do. they're that uh, age. Uh, the know? kids, the uh, uh, we haven't even touched on the kids in this. Yeah, not yet. Good God, these kids are good. Yeah, holy they're, shit, they're pretty great. Um, well, I love um the kid who plays uh, who's toothless. What's his name? Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's fantastic. Um, fun so fact good. about Dustin as well. Uh, or Gatton, what's his Gaten? Gaten Matarazzo. I looked up his first name. I did not look up his last name. Right. So uh, this young child uh, hit puberty halfway through filming, and they had to film the rest of it and then re-record his voice. Are you over serious? The, yeah, over the filming. Wait, is all of are all of his lines overdubbed? No, half of them. Okay. He he oh, hit puberty oh, okay. halfway through filming, and they were like, well. His voice has changed. That's why so I did notice to... he had a lot of over yeah. overdubbing, and it didn't take me out. I was just like, oh, I and I noticed. thought it had to do with the 
the like lisp that they oh, put yeah. that he was doing. Well, yeah, he's missing teeth. Yeah, so I thought it had to be. I thought it was like a case of like, yeah, I didn't quite nail the lisp on this one. We need to yeah. put it in. Another fun fact about this cast. Okay. Uh, almost all of them are heavily saturated in musical history in some way. Really. Um, Gaten, what's his face? Is uh, one of his last roles was in bra- on Broadway in um, Les Mis. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yes. That's fascinating. Yeah, he does a lot of musicals. There's a great clip you can look up of him either doing karaoke for a birthday party or something. Yeah, and, and he can sing. It's the one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Are you serious? Yeah, it's I gotta gorgeous. Look this up. And he's still missing teeth, and you're like, how do you? He's do you that's do that? that's the thing I was wondering. Is he actually missing teeth? I think so. Yeah, I think that's one of his things. I think for now, I think right, right, right. Yeah, he he's lost a cute kid. Yeah, he lost two teeth. teeth. Um, um, but yeah, the the uh, the main kid. Uh, what's his name? Mike. Mike Wheeler. Finn Wolfhard. Mike plays the guitar. So Lucas is also a musical theater guy. He was in The Lion King as Simba. Um, they've got a whole bunch of... Uh, most of the older kids were are drummers in real bands that have toured. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just love the, the musical connection of Eleven, which her name is literally Millie Bobby Brown. It sure is. Well, I was going to say, too, look up her singing. That out of all of this, I mean, Gaten, what's his face? Look up as well because he's very good. Right. But Eleven's voice, the girl who yeah. plays Eleven, is outrageous. She Apparently, does... these kids are also just charming as fuck. Well, yeah, exactly. On the like interviews. Yeah, there's a great uh, video of all of them on the Tonight it, Show. Uh, I don't think it's on the Tonight Show, but it's it's a, just a video of all of them. I think it was for it was some sort of um, promotional bit on MTV or something. Oh, okay, okay. And they're answering '80s trivia. Oh, great! And it's pretty good. Yeah, I... <laughs> and they, they do a pretty good job actually yeah. for being. Yeah, these kids are, I mean, they so just young. nailed it. And then whoever, somebody else said this, uh, I think it was on Fat Man on Batman, mm. where they said, like, whoever casted this, just fucking give them all the yeah, awards. Yeah, every now and then, uh, I mean, people take a chance. You know, I said the same thing when Guardians of the Galaxy was cast. And yeah. None of it makes any sense to me, and it came out working And it comes perfectly. out, all the pieces And this is together. another one, yeah. I mean, even Winona Ryder, like... She was sort of blacklisted from Hollywood for just not bringing in enough money. Right, 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 right. Um, and someone managed to get her yeah. back. And man, it was the best thing that could have happened to that person and yeah. to her. Yeah, I mean, the Duffer Brothers, these guys came... Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what else they've done. Uh, but they just like... They know their stuff. Freaking killed it, man. They are just geniuses to well, come this up is, with Well, this. this is quite an ensemble... Uh, th- you know, an ensemble piece because yeah, I could see this happening as a sci-fi movie as well with a different cast. Right. Even with the Duffer Brothers, it wouldn't be what it is. That's what um, that's what somebody was saying to me. Uh, I was talking about this with a friend. Um, I'm going to give them a plug. Uh, my good friends, uh, Emily Hawks Lewis and, and Andrew Lewis, because they're hopefully listening. To you the have podcast. another friend named Andrew. I do. Is there going to be an episode where we fight to the death? Um. For your affection. <laughs> I mean, you know what there is now. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Yeah, All let's right, do it. Good. Yeah. All right, official. Um, you heard it here first. No, Andrew Lewis is a very talented filmmaker in his own right, so um, hopefully we'll be talking about one of his films on here very, very soon. This is a real person? This is a real person. Is I'm not like... making this... I'm not, I don't make these people up. I actually... When I leave here, I talk to other people. I'm that, sorry if that upsets now you. you're just saying things to hurt me? Yeah, I am. Um, but he was saying, like, I, this could have really worked as a... As a movie, um, which it does, because it hits all the movie, all the movie tropes. It does. It would have been a shame, though. I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, to have so little. Um, I mean, I loved, I loved. It's like 
what can we do when you have a, an 80s movie about kids? It's all about the government. Like, yeah, it's them oh, yeah. running from the government. I was going to say E.T., very heavy yeah. influence in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just loved... Yeah, I loved everything about this. Um, it's... It, I, the other thing I really appreciated is that as much as I love the 80s thing, yeah, they were not afraid to let it go when they needed to. Yep. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. near the end of the episodes, you, they didn't really do it. Yeah. Um, well, and they did something too that, that Netflix tends to do and they, they have a pretty good grasp on this idea. Um, a lot of Hollywood, especially superhero movies and especially the DCEU don't seem to be getting this idea and they really need to figure it out. Right. But there's something to be said about putting as much money as you can, or at least most of your money, into the cast, into the story, into mm-hmm. the direction. Yes. And then if you need a little CGI to pepper it in there, put a little bit of money into the right. CGI. Right, right, Deadpool right. did that as well. Yeah. You know, they put very little money. I mean, Colossus looks terrible. Right. Most of the special effects are pretty bad. But you've got a bang-up cast yep. and script and yep. direction and, and just fantastic ensemble. Whereas, you you know, we saw Suicide Squad and it looked right. like they were trying to... Make yeah, something I will. Pretty. An audience, I think, will make the leap um, with bad special effects yeah. more than they will bad story and bad casting with good special as effects. As long as the characters believe what's happening in what we're watching, the right. audience will believe what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. If you can have the special effects not be the greatest, right. but if I'm with you for the story, then I don't really that care. Won't matter. Yeah, I don't really care. See, if you're listening, DC, it's called the suspension of disbelief. I know it's a hard concept to grasp. Especially working in comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Uh, I cool. mean, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk no, about? No, no, no. I mean, I think we suck that dick for long enough. Um, it's funny because there's not really much. There's not a whole lot of bad things I, could, I would say about this. Yeah, I mean, the CGI occasionally is, is kind of lame, but yeah. other than that, it doesn't... You excited for season two? Yeah, they added an episode. They Did they? Yep, It's going to be nine? Mm-hmm. Um, and they released what people are thinking is the names of all the episodes. Yes. Because they released a promotional video yeah, that just has... It. They said, oh, it's going to be nine episodes, and then they had nine... Nine titles? Yeah, just yeah. nine little phrases. Now, they have said it's not going to be like an anthology thing. It's not going to pick up a different story. It's going to be same characters. Yeah. Same story. I think they Good said thing the, or bad thing? Not same story. I shouldn't say same story. Well, no, no. I think they said it's going to... The difference is it's going to take place in, like, the next season. Right. It's going to take place in, like, fall or spring. Or right, right, right. Something. You think, uh, do you think that's a mistake? Do you think they go? They should have gone anthology? Or do you think you do continue I th- with do these Do I kids? think it's a mistake to switch out the cast? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they run the risk of... Um, you know, the, the what I'll refer to as the John McClane problem, which is like how many, how much weird crap can happen to three kids in one small town? No, I, you know. Because they've said like no, it's no, not going to be you. a sequel, sequel. It's going to be like something different happens to sure. these kids. Well, here's the thing. They, they set up the sequel pretty well with the kid barfing up a a slug and yeah. sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say you, you use the R word and this show more than anything else Risk with a capital R, man. True. True uh, fact. I, I think they, they've taken so many risks and they mm. know how to make educated risks. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about it at all. And and part of that, uh, you know, I, I watched X-Files. Had a good eight, nine seasons before it went bad. Yeah. You know? That's true. I mean, until they brought... Until David Duchovny left. Yeah. So that's the other thing. As soon as they switched out the cast... That's true. It started tanking. Touche. Um, this, and this is the same kind of show. It yeah. feels very much like uh, an X-Files style show. And I, I think that cast is so good. It is. If it's not broke, 
Don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You want to go on to reading assignments? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Um, you want me to start or you want to start? I don't care. All right. Fair enough. I'll start. I don't care about any of this. Fair enough. Um, you, me, and the listeners all feel in the same way. All right. Um, you gave me Mad Fraction's Invincible Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, because the I five loved nightmares. the Five Nightmares. Um, because I loved the Mad Fraction Hawkeye so much. It's so good. Uh, it's so good. Um, I. So what this is about is that uh, Iron Man starts off saying, you know, I have these these five nightmares, and he kind of lays out what they are. And throughout the the actual action, um, there are people going around exploding, um, and you come to find out that someone is using Iron Man tech and giving them to these terrorists um, or factions or whatever uh, so that they can basically just cause havoc on things and this is kind of the summary of tony stark's five nightmares is that someone has now engineered the iron man tech is and is using it for evil um and you come to find out that the true villain of this is um ezekiel that's his name right ezekiel stain which is the son of obadiah stain uh and he's really doing it just to take down tony just to like just to fuck with stark yeah revenge yeah revenge is really the the name of it um and uh and then iron man has to go and and kind of defeat him i i liked it it was entertaining Mm. it felt a lot like extremis all over again sure it was like things are blowing up and i gotta um that's sort of the iron man arc in general that's it and that's the thing (laughs) about this is like tony stark is now like Marvel's Bruce Wayne, sure. In that he's well, just, he always has been. Yeah, but he no, but <laughs> not, more than the surface stuff of like he's rich and he's a superhero and everything. But like he's so brooding all the time now. Of oh, like sure. I'm so worried that someone's gonna get my tech and oh, yeah. re-engineer it and use it for sure. evil. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck? Like, of course, of course, someone's gonna do this, Tony. You gotta just like embrace it and just go. Somebody's gonna eventually do this. I'm gonna have to deal with it. Like, <laughs> stop being such a fucking whiner <laughs> get over it yeah tony like, god damn it tony like what the fuck that that for me was always like the biggest thing it's it's cool if it's one t- one story arc where yeah. he has to deal with it but it feels like every modern story yeah. arc is like tony no, coming to terms with his own tech that's valid and i'm like then just hang it up yeah. stop like stop making stuff yeah and they'll stop being stuff yeah you know um those are my thoughts i mean what 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 are your what's your figure on this sure. story? Uh, well, I think part of that might be influenced as well by you know you've only read two arcs now. True, uh, but I think a lot of is a lot of it is influenced by the MCU, which right. has started that turn as well. Right, He's right, starting right. to be just pissed but at off least when time. at least when he started, he was like playboy. Like I miss seventies right. Tony Stark. I read you had me read Demon in a Bottle mm-hmm. and. Boy, I, I, part of me really misses that Tony Stark because yeah. he was at least like, hey, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is that a lot of. By the, the way, for those of you who can't see, I kind of did finger guns to, during the blah, blah, blahs to really hit my point home. Like, hey, I'm Tony Stark. Blah, blah, blah. He sure did. Boo, boo, boo. He's still doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, Arr. I mean, that's a problem that you run into now is that he's been around for so long. Right. I think that got old i mean that's how he started oh the playboy thing 50s yeah and then that didn't change until like the 80s right you know um and even then it took a little while uh one of the things i really like about um 
this, though, is the dialogue. Uh, I think even if you aren't fond of the writing and the, the yeah. arc and how the character is portrayed, the dialogue is really well written. There's something I mean, he said Fre- about his five nightmares and going through and each one is being checked off. Right, right, right. I mean, uh, yeah, and we said this last last episode, um, that Fraction can write dialogue like yeah. nobody's business. Yes. Um, I kind of missed... I kind of... I mean, it wouldn't have completely fit here, but I kind of wish... I would love to read a Matt Fraction Iron Man story that has dialogue more in tone with the the Hawkeye run. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Just the staccato type yes. of and dialogue. And I'm, I'm curious... Too. Well, there's a couple things about that, too. I'm curious to see which one was written before and, and the difference in... Right. You know, the difference in time, which right, one was written right. before and how long ago it was. Um, but the other thing, too, is that I think he might be trying to make a different character. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm not faulting him for that yeah. at all. I just, the, uh, again, I think everyone is now kind of, all the writers have now taken a turn of like, let's do brooding Tony Stark. Yeah. And at some point, doesn't Tony Stark just either, it's kind of like a put up or shut up yeah. situation no, where it's like, listen, you keep upgrading your, your tech. Mm-hmm. Either come to terms with the fact that like, your shit's going to get out there yeah. and you're going to have to clean it up and that's your job and that's just what you do. That's your yeah. 9 to 5 as Iron Man. Or stop doing it. Yeah. Stop upgrading the tax. Just get out of the business altogether and eventually well, I, it's going to phase itself out. I think out. the hard part is that it wouldn't phase itself out right. because the tech is already there. He's yes. created it. Well, yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? Like just stop, stop making it bad. Like his, his answer to every time someone comes out with some of his tech and makes yes. it a weapon, he's like, well, I got to make better tech. And well, I'm then like, how do you fight the person who, who has your tech? Get Thor. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, get somebody. No, that's true. Fucking that's valid. F- there's, there's eight. It's not like he's alone in this universe. Although I, to be fair, I mean, they blow up. Whoever the the it's not the new Avengers, but yeah, yeah, some, the Philippines, yeah, yeah, yeah I forget those what they're guys called. Are. Um, but uh, so people are trying, yeah. but you know what I was thinking when as I was coming to to this idea of like God, Tony Stark just broods all the time. Yeah, is I would love to see. Um, this is going to sound completely unrelated, and I swear to God, it's going to connect. So just go with me on this. There's a there's an old there's a Batman storyline where the that has the Riddler. And Batman is doing his normal thing, and the Riddler's doing his normal thing, and Batman's chasing the Riddler, and da, 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 da. and he finally catches the Riddler. And at the end, the Riddler says, "You know, I really, I really tried not to leave a riddle this time. I di- I really wanted to not do it, yeah. And I just couldn't. Like he has this obsessive compulsive. Sure, like yeah. that's what he has to do yeah. when he when he robs a bank. Whenever he's doing a yeah, thing, it's his thing, he's like, I just wanted to to rob a bank. I just wanted to do this, and I I couldn't help myself. And I I left a riddle, but I really didn't want to. And I I would love to see that storyline of instead of it's always like somebody is Tony's tech. Tony now feels bad about it and has to come and has to fight it like sure maybe one time where it's like somebody has to come to him and say like hey stop upgrade like (laughs) stop it stop doing this because every time you upgrade your old tech goes out there somebody comes back with it as a weapon and now you feel like you've got to upgrade again and defeat them and every time and it's a vicious cycle it is and and i love to see somebody come in and say stop like stop doing it and watch him try and not 
be the person that he not to kind yes. of go against his nature. Yeah, sure. To try to to stop. try to stop doing that. The same and thing see we, if that's... we talked a couple episodes about uh, a couple episodes back about the Hulk. Right. And to see the the Bruce Banner movie. Right. And exactly. see him try to not become the Hulk. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Similar I, thing. I, I would love to see that storyline because I think that would be kind of. It would be, a, I think, almost a modern-day demon in a bottle. Yeah, sure. You know, This is his new addiction. This is his new addiction. He's obsessive-compulsive, and yeah. this is his tick. Which we've sort of seen. They, I wish they had touched on it more in the MCU. Yes. But at the end of Iron Man 3, he blows up With everything. With all the things, because he has like a like hundred things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. then Age of Ultron comes out, and he's got a bunch more. Right. And no one really addresses it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, just just come up with that. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it. Yeah. It was just kind of like... Yeah. Well, kind of the same old. Well, you know, using Ezekiel Stain is an hmm. easy arc. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I really liked um, the stuff with Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts was great. Yeah, I wish and, they had, um, had gone more with... I'm they, sure they, later in issues they do. They yeah, do, she becomes but, rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden she she was like, I can fly. And then that, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you had uh, the Sinatra Corps. I did, yeah. Right. So you gave me the first two volumes. Those are the... Only two volumes. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you gave me the only two volumes. Yep, there you go. And uh, very different, I found. Um, different it, from each other yes. or different from... Okay. It was very, very hard for me to get through the first one. It took me a long okay. time. It's so verbose and just full of information. Yes, it is. Um, there's a lot of talking. Yeah, And just is. like 50 characters who all have to get a say in. Right. Um. Also, many characters I've never heard of before. True, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's a deep, it's a yeah. deep, deep cut when the, it comes. There to are the two DCU. characters who are just sort of there, uh, who I've never heard of before, and their backgrounds are never really introduced. Uh, there two. There's like cyborg Superman. Okay. And then there's another guy who's kind of like Superman. Um, well, there's cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman was one of the four Superman when Superman died. Okay. Who came out? Right. All right. Um, and that. it turned out that he. Um, was Hank Henshaw? Yep. Who was someone they call that, him that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Superman saved Hank Henshaw, like just barely, but okay. he had the um, I, or no, I'm trying to remember this character's background. He almost saved Hank Henshaw, or thought Hank Henshaw had died. You think he's gonna be in I'm, the movies since Superman's dead? Um, no, no, yeah, absolutely no. not. He could. He would make a great <laughs> villain. He would actually. Well, make that's a great villain. all the more reason he probably won't. Um, be in it. but. Uh, but then um, when Superman died, he came out and said, I'm, it's me, I'm Superman, I'm resurrected, and this, oh, yeah, crypto- yeah. this is Kryptonian technology that put yeah. me back together. And then it turns out he's a villain and blew up Coast City, which is um, yeah. Green Lantern's home city. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, he's been a Green Lantern villain, essentially. Got it. Who is this other guy who's kind of like a Superman? Uh, give me his name. I don't know what... I, I, you know, it's very rare that they actually even say the names of these people, but he's he's sort of the main villain in this. He he beats the hell out of. Oh, Superman guy. Prime. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's Prime, Superman right, from another it. from a different Earth. Okay, and he's a bad guy. In yeah that? yeah yeah. Yeah. After I gave this to you, I looked at some of the people that were in this and was like, ah oh, fuck, I didn't give him any background on this. So the first volume <clears throat> took me like. Five days of right. just constant reading, and right. I was like, I don't know if I dig this. It's fine, but it's a lot of exposition. Yes, it is. Um, I finally understand where the phrase "the new Fifty Two comes from. Okay, I always just assumed it was some technical comic book thing that they released right. fifty two lines of, right, right, right. of you know Superman and Batman yep. and Green Lantern, and there's yep. fifty two storylines, but it's about the uh, the multiverse. Yes, it is. There are fifty two different verses. Earths. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's cool. 
Uh, I was introduced to the Guardians. For, that was another thing. I was like, I don't know who these little blue Oompa Loompas are, okay, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice, So I got nice. those guys. Uh, yeah, it was, the first volume was okay. And then this morning, uh-huh. I started reading it on the plane. And The second volume? Yeah, the second volume. I okay. started reading the second volume on the plane when I came in because I, I went to Michigan for the weekend. Yeah. And I probably read the first issue on the plane... I read the second issue on the bus going to work. Right. And then I read the rest of it on my lunch break. Because it was... It, it really, you. yeah, it really Good. picked up. Yeah. I really, really liked it. it. It felt a lot more like a Marvel comic, which yeah. is less talky, more punchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I dig. I really, really like a lot of the characters in it. I, um, uh, Kilowog. Yes, Kilo- uh, really everybody cool. loves Kilowog. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. The villain they introduced for him, whose name I don't even know is mentioned, but okay. he sort of looks like a Venom-type character. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he looks like Kilowog with a black face and right. pointy teeth. Yep. Very interesting character. They have a, a nice rivalry that, that runs around. Yeah. Very interesting. That I didn't know that the Green Lantern Corps before this, evidently, were not allowed to kill. Yes. That was something I didn't realize. True um, fact. So it was very interesting to see them lose their rings when they would... Um, when they would, uh, when they would try die. to kill. Oh, well, they would try they to would kill. Try- and, oh, and would it say, would shut oh, off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they, they would lose their power during during that. And then for them to then gain the ability to kill, which is such a, an interesting... Um, they really touch on... They reflect on what comes with that. The responsibility of Yeah. You are now given free will to just murder. Right. Um, and what do you do with that? We've chosen you for a reason. We, we, right. we believe that you have the ability to... Right. Yeah, yeah. Use your willpower in yeah. the best way and possible. Yeah, and, and you kind of... And they do a really good job, I think, with once that moment happens, also in a very... Kind of very quickly touching on, like, the impact that that makes on several different species or several yeah. different cultures Definitely. of like some are like we should have had this all along yeah let's let's go out and kill some are like you know i don't really believe some in of, killing but abstain. it's my job well, and some of them abstain entirely and some of them yeah. are like no i'm still not going to kill yeah um but uh, yeah they do a really great job of kind of laying out not to make a pun but laying out the full spectrum <laughs> of of viewpoints on yeah on uh killing on the, the only thing i did not like there was one plot hole I found. And right. for a storyline this complex, right. that's astounding yeah, that there's yeah, only yeah. one. Yeah. Again, yeah. Jeff Johns wrote this, so it's... Great. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> the only plot hole I found is that every time a lantern dies, right. it says X lantern died. Like, they all know that that lantern has died. Right. All, everyone who has a ring knows right, right, that right. a lantern has died. And yet somehow... Every time the Green Lantern Corps goes to another section of Sinestro, right. uh, of the Sinestro Corps, right. that section doesn't know that they have the ability to kill now. Even though, oh, even though they've saying. just like 50 of them have just been wiped off the map all at once. And then like 20 minutes later, another 40 of them right, are right, dead. Right. And then another 20 of them are dead. And they I presumably are just like, oh, I guess they all had heart attacks or right, something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not really something either that is uh, greatly affected by the plot. Right. It's just confusing. It's like that, a detail. Yeah, it's yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just something that every time that happens, they're surprised yeah. when they probably shouldn't be. Nice. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Lots of interesting twists and turns. It's a, it's definitely an epic. Like, it's an epic. It's yes, a saga. It That's why it calls for so much exposition. There is... Uh, it's very finely woven. Yes. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, it's very tight. Um, it plays... It Like I said, it is a DC kind of deep cut. Yeah. Um, 
that uh, it plays heavily into all of the mythology of of DC and especially the Green Lantern core, the Green Lantern universe, as it were. It gave me a great love for Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know who Guy Gardner sure was didn't. last week, and he's, now he's you probably know my all favorite DC he's character. Great, he's, he's fantastic. Magnificent. He's got a rich, kind of a yeah. rich history. To even him though as well. he's a Michigan fan, ah. which comes up twice in the comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, what do you got for me this week? You know, I'm not going to oh. give you the one that, oh. that I, I, I grabbed one before we started oh. recording. Oh, we got a twist. One. I know. It's something we talked about, I think, in the last episode. Here's the thing, is that Andrew, before this started, had actually grabbed the books he was going to give me for the first time so that we wouldn't have this awkward moment of him having to get up and go get it. And I'm pretty sure he's doing this on purpose just so he can put in this moment of him having to get up in the middle of the podcast, leave the mic, and just go into his room for a little while. Two words. Yeah. Tough shit. All right. Here's for you. Yeah. Old Man Logan, as talked about earlier in this episode a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. The last half of the episode. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Um, If you're going to improv a choice... This is the right one to choose. Yep. Yeah. I think that's good. All right. I'm looking forward to this. Do you have something for no me? No explanation needed about did, old Did you just draw a couple panels on a napkin? Yeah. You're going to hand them over. Um, hang on. Wait. I can't go into my room, but you can dig around I in your backpack. I can awkwardly... Yeah. Well, that's my version of Why does your backpack... Why, is it, why does it look like a candy stripe? That's how they make all of these. All right? They're all... Who? The government? Yeah. It's a requirement that backpacks have to look like that? I have actual issues. Good Lord. Actual what issues What do you expect today? me to do with this? I don't know. But I've stopped. This is So this is how we normally would decide your reading assignments. I would, um, late Monday, when we record this, before I left to come record this, quickly go, shit, I didn't think of a reading assignment for Andrew. Let's go to my bookshelf and grab the first straight paperback I saw off the shelf. You know what's really funny? Yeah. Uh, I'm learning more and more how little I know. Yeah. So... Every time we have a reading assignment, I have to read yours and a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> to decide whether or not it's something I want to give you. Yep, exactly. But this one, I've been actually, from the moment we started this podcast, I was like, I'm definitely giving it to him. What is it? Um, this is called Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah. You've told me about yes, this. Yes, I have. This is a mini series uh, written by Brad Meltzer um, that came name. out. Uh, it's a real name. That's fake. Um, he's an actual novelist. And the way, interesting, the way that he got. Uh, offered to um, write comics is that in one of his novels, um, I think it's uh, a law firm. The name of the law firm is actually the la- the names of all of the Watchmen, and he put it in because he's oh, a big comics fan. Cool. And somebody read it and was like, "That's the name of all the Watchmen. You're a <laughs> comics fan. Do you want to come over and write comics?" And he was like, "Oh." Okay, I can That's totally so do that. so lame. It's like the, the guy who gets discovered in the subway because he's attractive and becomes a big movie star. Right, but he never, <laughs> like, he didn't go out and seek comics. He was just, right, he was a novelist, and someone was like, oh, that's cool, hey, I, I, I see this in you. Um, as long so, as it works, I guess it doesn't matter. This I love this, this series. It's a great, it's a real whodunit. Okay. It's a, an old-fashioned murder mystery. The other thing about this is that um, years ago, DC kind of kicked off this campaign of, they would do these a lot of crossovers in the span of only a couple of years. Where, Is Captain America in this? Um, no. But they would do a lot of crises. Like there was this. That would be and, quite a crisis. Yeah. An infinite crisis and then final crisis. And this one really kicks it off and, and kind of 
in in a more human way than a lot of the times you would see like a great battle or something. This yeah. doesn't have that. This okay. kind of leads you through. Um, like I said, and it, it's great because it leads you through kind of like all of the B characters of the of the DCU and everything it's like so that. So crinkly. It's fantastic. You have them all in. Am I? When I get rid of all of my comics and go digital, um, the this I will probably keep for the rest. You'll light up. Yeah. Yeah, the right. rest, I'll just have a giant bonfire. Sounds but good. But this is one of my favorites. Don't put it on this. I, Take this you back. You will definitely enjoy. Great. Cool. All right. Wow. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, you want to tell them one more time where, where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us uh, on uh, iTunes. Yes, you can. I confirm that. Yep. Yes, you can. We figured it out from last time. Yep. So you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on the Google Play Music site. Yes. I'm going to say that again. You can find us on Google Play Music. Yep, there you go. And you can also find us on YouTube. Just uh, YouTube search The Media Lunch Break. Uh, We're also on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on Twitter if you want to send us a message or a a tweeter or a twat. A A Twitter twat. A twick, a Facebook tweet. Just go ahead and uh, get on twitter.com and our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Uh, if you want to send us a buck or two every time we keep the mic make going. a thing, yeah, keep the mic running, keep the lights on. It's so so cold. The so nights very, are so cold. cold. Chris and I have to cuddle for warmth. Yeah, that's why we. Cuddle. I mean, yeah, we would anyway. But yeah. uh, so you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Media Lunch Break, and that'll separate us. <laughs> You'll break up a home. If that's not worth a couple yep. bucks, I don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're also on uh, TheMediaLunchBreak.com. Yes. You can find stuff on yes, there. Yes, we are, indeed. Uh, if there's anything that you go on that has a subscribe button to it, just go ahead and hit it. Yeah, click it. Um, hit it and forget it. Hit it. Yeah, hit it and forget it. Or maybe don't forget it. I mean, whatever. They've subscribed, so it I doesn't guess matter. it doesn't matter. That's the nice thing about subscribing. Once you hit it, you can forget it because it'll just automatically With no repercussions. Um, so, so unlike life. Yeah, so SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, just subscribe. Yep. Um, leave us a review. Five star preferably, but you know, whatever. Do yeah, it, if, do if what we you suck, do. be honest. Be honest. We'll we'll do we'll do our best to improve. Leave a little message. We'll never do it again. We will not do that. I thought I of another thing. Oh yeah, well, you go ahead and email us if you want to at uh, the media lunch break <clears throat> at gmail We probably won't respond, but it's nice to just talk to someone. Hey, yeah, sure. Why not? Just to know we're not alone in this world. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know how emailing an empty email address would make you feel like you're not alone in the world. Fair point. And on that note, yeah. Have a good week, everybody. We will see yeah. you next time. All right. Yeah.